Welcome back, everybody. Uh, this is our very first, actually, crossover episode. So not only are you uh, watching or listening to Sarcasm Speaks, you're also uh, listening to Growth by Sean. Yep. Hey, Growth by Sean fans. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you're a Growth by Sean fan, welcome to Sarcasm Speaks. If you're a Sarcasm Speaks fan, uh, welcome to Growth by Sean. So, I mean, you've been on our show before. Um, yeah. A couple times, right? I think just the once. Just, just the, the once? once now. Yeah, just the once. Oh, wow. I thought you were on more than that. but Yeah, it um, felt like I was on more than once, but I, I think we ended up talking for like an hour and a half or so. Yeah, we did. We did have a long episode. Yeah, yeah, we we tend to do that sometimes. <laughs> that's fine. I don't. I don't care. I've been yeah. ripping podcasts. Yeah, I mean, sometimes depending on you know what we're doing or what's going on, I I try to keep it to about an hour. Yeah, um, but we we had a stretch for a while. Uh, we were going like hour and a, we were consistently an hour and a half, if not more. Some I of like them. The, I think one like, of them we did was like two hours. Okay. My longest was three. I did it with a uh, Dr. Swart. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 That was my three hour one. Everyone else is pretty much like an hour, like maybe even 45 minutes. Yeah. It's, it's weird, right? Like it's a weird dynamic because when it comes to podcasts, um, obviously there is a desire for the long form media, right? And mm -hmm. obviously look no further than Joe, Joe Rogan. Yeah. Um, and you know, he does three hour podcasts and people love it. And he's, he's the most, most listened, most downloaded, however you want to say it, podcaster in the entire world. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, there's a little bit there of like the back and forth. People are like, oh, we got short attention spans now, but no one listens to Joe Rogan more than, you know, like no one listens to anything else more than they listen to Joe Rogan, who's three yes. hours. But, you know, it's also, like I said, it's weird because you want to be respectful of the people's time when they come on. And like mm -hmm. the three of us morons aren't Joe Rogan, right? Yeah, like, no. We can't just be like, yeah, I need you to, you know, block out <laughs> infinite amount of time to talk to me. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you're going to have. Can I have an infinity time appointment from you? Yeah. That yeah. Means. I mean. Like I said, Joe Rogan is the biggest fucking show in the world. So, um, well, the my people issue, go on. Yeah, my my issue that I have is that I've been doing so many podcasts that I put them back to back. Like I did four yesterday. Like oh, wow. I've really been ripping them. I think I have like seven scheduled for the week, but I had four all yesterday. But I'll put put them at like the top of every hour, and that way it just kind of like makes it so that it's the fifty minute like. Uh, um, like I don't go over like 50 minutes, but like, usually like if I have someone and they're like the best, like result that I've gotten to have people stay on longer is one, not putting them back to back, but two, I, I don't try to like make them feel bad. Usually what I tell them is like, Hey, you know, like, even if you only had like 10 minutes, that's cool. Like, I'll just ask you one question and we'll go from there. And usually if I say that, then they'll just go with like, Oh no, we can go as long as you want. Yeah. So yeah. I usually just try to like low ball it, like super low ball it to like 10 minutes. And then that makes it easier, like just like tension wise, even because like yeah. most of my podcasts, I've never met this, the person that I interview. Yeah, I think it's, I think that's a good way to do it too. One, like you said, cause you never met them before mm -hmm. and two, it kind of opens the door for them to come back. 
right? Mm. So like if the first time you talk to them, it's only like an hour, maybe the next time they come back, you know, they're a little bit more loose. You talk about a little bit more things and then you're, you know, you're free to go, you know, maybe hour and a half, two hours, whatever you're doing. Yeah. I've only had like, I think two people that have been, uh, um, on like multiple times. I think I've had AJ on, I think, you know, AJ. And then, uh, my friend Taylor, he was like the second episode. He does like, uh, like day trading. Um, I had both of them on at some point, but I had both of them on together. Um, and we talked about like Bitcoin and day trading, stuff like that. Oh, I remember. Yeah. I think I listened to that episode. Yeah. It it was, it was okay. It was, um, cause I just hate, like, I, this was when I still wasn't even taking like technology, like seriously, quote unquote, cause I didn't have like the zoom, like I didn't pay for it, but now I do mm-hmm. because yeah. it would, it would cap me. It capped uh, me at 40, at, at 40 minutes. Yep. And so yep. like it had like this timer and then all of a sudden it just like was gone. It just pooped yeah. away. Yep. And I was like, well, okay, I guess 40 minutes is up. But then like when I started having like one guest on, even after that, it would still cap me at the 40 minutes. And I was like, what's going on? So I just bought it and it's like $15 a month or whatever. Yeah. 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 We pay annually. We have like a, we just, you know, pay up front for the year. I forget how much it is, but yeah. You know, we, like we actually, bucks. yeah. Yeah. And we, we split the account with, um, we're doing all the podcast shout outs today. Uh, we, <laughs> we split our zoom account with uh reality tonic. Okay. Um, so uh, my buddy Spencer that I used to work with at my old job, um, mm. we had him on our podcast yeah. and he loved it and then went out and started his own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so him and his buddy that he grew up with uh, now do their own podcast. It's called Reality Tonic. Uh, you can get it okay. anywhere, I think. Well, that's not true. I think he's only on Spotify and and iTunes. I don't think what, he's, you think he's Rogan. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Get an exclu- exclusive deal. Um, well, most of the third-party apps like let you just put it on like all the streaming places, though. Yeah, you upload it once, and then they automatically yeah. upload it for you everywhere else. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what we do too. Yeah, I use Buzzsprout. It's like eighteen bucks or something, just depending on how many hours you want to put on like each month. Yeah, yeah, we use Podbean. And okay, again, yeah. it's our it's our hosting service, and we just pay annually for the year. Yeah, and then so obviously do things don't like line up because our Zoom goes through in January or December, mm-hmm. and our um our Podbean renews in June. Okay, <laughs> so it's like you know everything's <laughs> offset, but whatever. It's not yeah, like whatever. A real a real business. Yeah. Um. So have you guys still been doing the podcast every week or? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we do. Because I've been doing I, two a week for over four years now. Really? Yeah. Oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah, we're approaching 450 episodes total. I think oh this god, for us what? will be 400 and either 27 or 37. Um, wow. and then for at the very beginning, like way back when we started this, we broke yeah. off um and did a few we call them degenerate specials because we like yep. sports gambling yeah, yeah and we didn't want to spend an entire episode talking about gambling which now we don't care we do it anyway yeah um so we broke those off separately we had like 10 degenerate okay. specials like back in the day so whatever our episode count is just add 10 and that's how many that we have 
Shit, I didn't realize that you guys had that many episodes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like when this comes out for me, it'll be like episode fifty. I took like a nice <laughs> hiatus from it too, probably for a couple months. Um, it's common. Yeah, I mean, I just could, I just didn't. I was working way too much. I had no desire to do it, but since I quit my job, I was like, I'm just gonna do as many podcasts as I can. Where'd you quit from? That's it. What were you doing? I was working at uh, my last thing that I was doing was I was working at Citizen Crust in Pat's okay. place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Like, um, it it was just so laid back that it was awful because there was there was no discipline. Like we could yeah. do whatever we wanted. I was getting drunk every single night because we didn't have to pay for drinks. Yeah. We didn't pay for drinks. We didn't pay for food. Like literally, I think I worked there for like six months and gained like 15 pounds. And I was <laughs> like, you know what? I'm just going to quit and I'm just going to do something else. Like, yeah. but over the summer, like the amount of money, like just serving, ser like waiting tables. I was making so much money. I brought in. Oh, yeah two thousand dollars one week yeah and i was like it. i mean the service industry that's what you do yeah that's it i was like you know, i just made two thousand dollars literally just like asking people if they want like fries or a salad like really <laughs> like damn yeah <laughs> so yeah i quit yeah. that and now um i have been going hard with the podcast for the last like couple weeks and then uh i just started to look into i want to get into like real estate um but not like my real estate license right now just because like i don't understand like the market i'm too like new okay yeah um but it is not a good time to be like a real estate agent like that just works on commission that's yeah. all i know yeah so i'm um, uh pretty cold right now yeah, so I'm looking into um, brutal. Yeah, prices are high, interest rates are high. So you you combine those, and it's it's just not. It's a recipe for no one wanting to buy a house. Yeah. So what I've looked into, um, you can go and get like certificates online to do like appraisals instead, and okay. you basically work as like a trainee for like six months, and then you can go and get like your. Uh, there's a couple different like licenses that you can get, but the mm -hmm. one that's like the most common is like it's called uh, certified residential, and then you can just do residential and non-residential homes, um, or like businesses. You can go and appraise those, and then um, if you decide to open like your own like appraisal like company or business, um, then you can just be independent and do that. You so. can probably like kind of parlay that into uh, working for a town, right? Yeah. So I'm not like 100% sure. There's, there's a lot of different like firms and things um, that like uh, do appraisals. Um, so it's not just like, I don't know if you can do it for a town. I don't know. I haven't like. So an appraisal yeah, for a town's a little different because they're appraising on a tax basis. Right. Whereas what Sean's describing, you're appraising the value of the home based on whatever metrics they use. Obviously, some of it's neighborhood, square footage, other like comps, like stuff like that. So like in a town appraiser is going to be a little bit different because they're almost like a tax adjuster in a way. Yeah, they are because I've had the guy show up to my house before and he like leaves a little note that's like, oh, we need to appraise your because we had we had the construction on the house. 
Yeah. So, so the guy's like, oh, we need to appraise your house in order to adjust our ta- your, your uh, property taxes. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, because it's only going to go up. Right, right. So like if you just ignore it, then they just kind of, they have to guess, right? They just have to estimate like what was done. They have no idea what was done. So if you just don't answer their letters, then they're just like, okay, I think it's worth this now. Yeah. Based on, like you said, you know, comps and neighborhood and stuff like that. I mean, I live in a, a pretty nice neighborhood. Actually, you know what I found out recently? Uh, not to blow up his spot. He definitely doesn't listen to the show. But uh, <laughs> Logan Mankins actually lives right around the corner from me. Uh, dude, you should invite him over to cook on the cool. trailer. <laughs> yeah. Do you know the you know the massive farm that's around the corner from my house, like across the bridge? Uh, go oh, so yeah. Go over the bridge, take a right. Yeah. There's the giant farm with all the yeah. cows. Does he own yeah, that? Yeah, that's Logan <laughs> Mankins. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't surprise. So, because it's a, it's an out of place cattle field, but it yeah. doesn't surprise me that he not only lives there but also owns that cattle. Yeah, and I found out too they're beef cattle, so it's not mm-hmm. like he just kind of has them around like, oh, we'll get there for milk. No, he raises nope. them and sends sends them to the slaughterhouse. <laughs> Bat them up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I got that, you know, driving up my my property taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm just like, since I'm still like new to it, like you had talked about like the neighborhood, there's mm-hmm. like, I've been going over like, um, I'm pretty much taking like the first like certificate. I started like the other day and I'm just like going through like courses and like videos and things. And they talk all about like ethics and like the literally like the third chapter. And it's all about how you're not supposed to. And like, uh, how should I word this? Because like, I'm still so new. And so I don't understand it all yet, but the way I interpreted, interpreted it was you have to be very objective when appraising a home and you can't take something into like the neighborhood into consideration because just because it's a low income neighborhood, it's almost like you're, you're trying to be like a, uh, like throw some type of racism towards oh, them like right, a lower right, income right, right. yeah so yeah. i don't know if it's just the wording that you have to use that you have to be careful careful of or i know that you can't like say this is a crime driven neighborhood like you can't write that in your right. like report like things like right. that it's it's probably like a, the hiring process where anything that you can use to put someone in a category can be used as discrimination. So that's why like in an interview, no one can ask you your age because then they can discriminate based on your age. I Um, found out also that you can't ask if someone has a car. Really? Yeah. I feel like I I don't know where that falls into, but um, Um, I don't know if that's good. I don't know if that can be true for all jobs. Okay. Cause I I know for us, um, I just happened to be sitting in with my boss's boss today and she was in a meeting with someone else and they were talking about hiring people in like the Philadelphia area. And they were like, well, we can't ask them if they have a car or not, but we need to explain to them the job requires travel. So kind of like, hopefully, you... hopefully they get yeah, the hint. So, may- so maybe it's, uh, so this, this can be talking like Sean, what you were saying with like phrasing it the right way, you know, 
hey, our job requires, um, you know, you to be mobile across like these areas. Do you have reliable transportation for to accommodate? Right. Right. That's what I was going to say was reliable transportation, because I feel like I've been asked that before. You yeah, know, think, do you have reliable transportation? Yeah. I guess no right. one's ever worded it. Do you have a car? Right. Because I don't yeah. think you can. Yeah. Huh. I didn't know. There's a lot of really random like HR practices that prevent you from saying certain things a certain way. Um, that I really didn't find out until I kind of walked into the like the corporate world. What are you doing now? Uh so I'm a project manager. Uh, okay. for a, a consulting firm. Okay. I don't yeah. know what that means. Um, we handle, <laughs> um, our, our main thing is move management. So okay. when a, when a massive company, um, I don't know, let's pick a random, uh, like the, uh, fucking Gillette, right. It's, yeah, yeah. it's lo local to Boston. Um, Gillette wants to move their headquarters into a, a new building in Foxborough right mm -hmm. from, you know, right off the highway in Boston. So we would come in and we would collect all kinds of uh, data and, you know, like literally down to the level of like, how many files do these people have? Because to move stuff, like we need to know how much stuff there is. So we might literally be like, there's 10,000 linear feet of filing cabinets here that we need to move. And then, you know, we do all that oh, shit. Okay. We coordinate everything. We hire a moving company, um, and then we oversee the moving company, and then we make sure everything gets moved exactly where they want it in the new space. Okay, that sounds like it could kind of be interesting. Yeah, yeah, I I, I enjoy it. Right. Yeah. Um, it's it's funny. I had uh, I actually had a conversation today with our buddy's little brother um, who applied to to, you know, he's applying to a couple different jobs and he's looking for somewhere to change, you know, he's trying to change his career. Mm -hmm. Um, he's an, he's an accountant right now and he doesn't love it. Uh, it's Clovis that's, um, oh, no. oh, I know. So I was talking to him and I was like, listen, man, like you got to look at it the way, the way, or at least the way I look at it is you don't have to go to work every day and love your job. Right. Like you, like, I don't wake up in the morning being like, God fucking damn it. I love move management. Like, I can't <laughs> wait to move stuff today. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, but at the same time, you shouldn't hate your job either. Mm. Right. Like your job should be something that again, you don't have to love it. If you do love it, I think that's a, that's a massive plus. Right. Yeah. Um, but you don't have to love it. You just can't hate it. And if it affords you the opportunity to kind of do what you like on the side, then that's really all that matters, right? So like for me, and this is, I had this whole big long conversation with him my entire ride home from Cambridge today while I was sitting in traffic. And I was like, you got to figure out what's most important to you. Like for me, and I've, I've done whatever kind of fucking online tests and just sit and think, right? Um the most important thing for me is flexibility with my time, whether that's, you know, whatever that, whatever that looks like for someone, right? Like, and what I told him was, I know I cannot go to work Monday through Friday from nine to five sitting in a cubicle. That's not me that you could pay me $150,000 a year to do a job like that. And I would be fucking miserable. 
every single day because I hate that. Like, I know I can't do that. Um, so my job now is flexible, right? Some days I work from home. Some days I'm on site. Some days I'm on site from, you know, 7 a.m. until 5 p.m. Some days I'm on site from 9 to 11 a.m. and I'm home by 1230. Like every day looks a little bit different. And I like that. Like I like the the variation and I like the flexibility. And also when the weather's nice, sometimes I can sneak out and play golf, which is like, important which it's important to me right because it brings me joy like i i enjoy as much as sometimes i get fucking pissed off at golf it it's what it's what i really love to do and my job pays me well enough that i can afford to do it and allows me a flexible enough time that i can do it sometimes you know maybe i'll get out at like 3:30 versus having to wait until 5:30 6 o'clock to go you know so it's all of that that I like my job, right? Like I said, like I don't I don't wake up every morning and be like, oh, I can't wait to go to work today, but I don't hate it. It's and almost it allows just, me yeah. to do what I would like to do. It's almost just looking at it like on like a spectrum or a scale as opposed to this like all or nothing type of like mentality of like you either have to 100% love your job or you 100% hate your job. Right. You know, I right. feel like that's kind of the conversation that uh, you had with him. Yeah, that's that's basically what it was, you know, because obviously, as I'm sure we're all aware in the accounting world, there's a lot of money to be made, mm. um, you know, maybe not when you're starting out, right? Your entry level position, you might not be that awesome. But if you stick around and you move up in the world and you maybe, you know, jump companies or whatever, there's a lot of money to be made as an accountant. Um, but I kind of said to him, like, is is that really what's going to make you happy? Like, if you end up three years from now, if you're making one hundred and twenty thousand dollars, but you know you're working, you know whatever. Even if you work a normal nine to five, but then you know you take work home with you, or your boss has got to make you do overtime, and you're working till nine o'clock at night. Like, is it worth it? Like, that's the thing. Like, is it worth it? You know, you gotta you gotta weigh yeah. that. You gotta balance it. And that's the thing. Like with my job, sometimes when we do moves, depending on the client. Like we have to do moves on off hours. So sometimes, like I've done a move for one of our clients and I was there until 1130 at night, mm -hmm. you know, just because we can't move them during the day because they need to do their business during the day. So, um, and sometimes I do, I work weekends, but I mean, we get paid, for, we get compensated for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, and it's not every, it's not all the time. It's every now and then, and it's fine. Yeah. Like even the job I just had at, uh, in Pat's place at Citizen Crust, like it was, I hated it. Like just because yeah. of the hours, like you could go in at 1030 and leave like 1030 AM and leave at 1 AM. Yeah. Like that's not a day that I want to have just waiting on people. It didn't matter that I was walking out of there with like 600 bucks. Like I didn't really care anymore. Right. Right. So, you know, Bob, I'm, I'm sure there's certainly days where <laughs> you're like, fuck that, especially as a small business owner, right? Like there's, there's definitely, there's plenty of days that are frustrating as fuck for you, you know, and it's, I don't know how you kind of look at it, but maybe it's similar to I do or not, but yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's, it's, a, it, again, it comes down to what you want. So, um, could I leave the industry completely and probably make more money in 
like find something I like. Yeah, probably. But I don't have to answer to anyone. My schedule is fairly flexible. Um, and I mean, I do like what I do. Like at the end of the day, I do. But yeah, there are times where it's like, this is stupid. <laughs> like, I don't fucking need this. But that's everything. I feel like I, there's this like this facade that has been created of like whatever you're going to do, you have to have like this crazy passion for now. And yeah, I, I don't know where bullshit. it came from. I don't know where it came from. Yeah. I think it's I think it comes from people that don't like exist in the real world. Hmm. So it's like I love golf. So if I decided that I want to work in golf, I would never get to play. So why the hell would I do that? Right. Yeah. Like if you and that's the, that's the thing they always say, if you work in golf, you don't play golf. So I'm like, okay, well it makes no sense to pursue anything that even remotely like hits on that. And like the the people that love work, it, it always comes down to like the fitness influencers. And obviously that's the industry I work in. So I'm like, it's like, oh, you know, I'm so passionate about working out. And then people, some guy asked me not too long ago, what do you like work out like three times a day? I go, bro, I work out three <laughs> times a week. <laughs> I'm like, when I'm here, I don't want to work out. Never mind. Once I do email, phone, someone walks in, bullshit this, bullshit that, like. No. Do I mind it? No, I don't mind it. Would I like working out a lot better if I didn't work in it? Yeah, I definitely would. Or if I could have like a home gym where I could just do it at my house. Fine. It'd be a lot better for me. But. Like the people that are so passionate about like working out, I just don't understand when the hell they have time to actually work. Yeah. Because if you're like doing these like dumbass workouts and promoting all this crap and you have these like finely tuned social media posts, like when do you work? Because it's like I post on social media every day, but it's raw material. It's raw video and it's simple and it's clear, concise. I just and then, but, but then they tell everyone it's like, oh, just follow your passion. Like you just <laughs> what are you passionate about? I think a lot of them don't work. Like oh, legit don't. <laughs> don't work, you know. Yeah, because yeah. you know what I know this. Um, well, they bartend, and it's like so they they work at a gym, they bartend the weekends, make all their money bartending, and then it's like affords them the flexibility to be this fitness person. That and like they'll never like say that they bartend, right? But like I'm open about yeah, it. it. Like there's no whatever. shame in that. Like yeah, right. One of the most prominent strength coaches ever even said when he was coming up the ranks, he would bartended three, four nights a week. Yeah. I I have the there's this couple that one of them I grew like kind of grew up with, and we were like friends, like friendly at least. We went to the same gym like for a couple years. And him and his girlfriend, they're like big like social media like influencers. Like the girl has like a hundred thousand followers, and the guy has like twenty-five thousand for no reason. Like yeah. no reason. Jesus. And they do the dumbest workouts. And <laughs> I found out like, like the ones that like you have like two dumbbells and it's like, they do like four different movements all at yeah. once. Yeah. You know, that yeah. type of thing. But yeah. I literally found out the other day that they don't even pay um, like rent right now. They actually live like 
in uh the guy's like um aunt's like vacation house or something and they like play it off as if it's like their house yeah right (laughs) and i had no idea like it's stupid stuff like that that you just have no idea but like someone told me they were like yeah they don't even like pay for that you know i don't know what they do all day that's the social media world that's the front facing like everyone needs to think that my life is perfect because this is what I put on social media where, so me and um, my wife, we joke about this all the time about like anytime people that like constantly post stuff on Instagram outside of like for business purposes, right? Like if someone's like, Oh, what an awesome day I'm having today. Or like, look at me and my husband or look at me and my boyfriend. Or, and then they post the same shit every day. Like those are the yep. people that are doing the worst Yeah, because the people that are actually like, enjoying their life don't sit there and be like i want everyone to know how great my life is because they're already satisfied like they have that internal gratification to be like i'm super happy with everything right now i don't need to fucking post on social media you know it's like it's it's a funny thing because there's there'll be some people that you know we we joke around with and be like oh what'd they post today (laughs) you know (laughs) like things like that where it's like Hmm. Uh, things, <laughs> things must be really hard. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's, it's that social media world. And I think especially like for the three of us, we came, we all came from the fitness world, Bob, you're still there. Um, and I think that's the, I think the fitness world probably was affected the most by social media just for that reason, right? Like you can constantly post like, look at me in the gym. This is what I'm doing now. This is what I'm doing now. Oh, look at me over here. Look at this. Look at, oh, it's so awesome. I'm in the gym all the time. I'm so happy. And it's like, okay, cool. Like, do you do anything else? (laughs) It's literally just became this thing that like, if you have like a relatively nice body, like you can post and just like people will follow you. Yeah. Yeah. You know? My favorite thing, what Bob had said before about um, people that are like, I'm so passionate about helping people. I think it's really, really Mm -mm. funny. And it's a B, I mean, I, I left the fitness world years ago now, but I spent, you know, almost a decade in it. Um, The way the number one dead giveaway that you can tell that someone is brand new to the fitness industry is when you ask them why they're in it. And they go, I just want to help people. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you haven't been working here long enough. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like you don't get it. Like yeah. anyone that they're they're either a snake oil salesman, right? Like they're like some sleazy, like used car salesman, like, oh, I I really enjoy helping people. It's like, is that it? Like anything else, right? Like, yeah. like there's got to be something else. It, it when it's especially when it's not specific. You know, like if, if you're in it and you're like, all right, well, you know, I, I enjoy, you know, having a kid come in that looks like a giraffe when he runs. And then after 12 months, you know, they actually put up a respectable 40 time or a a vertical jump or like when you can be a little bit more specific about it, then I'm more apt to be like, oh, this guy gets it or this girl gets it, you know? But when someone's just like, oh, I just really like helping people. It's like, oh my God. It, it it almost isn't a fair question, though, if you really think about it, because no one ever asks a lawyer 
hey, what made you get into law? <laughs> yeah. And like, no, in the, it, it, so again, people will tell, they'll give you answers, but I think we all know why someone becomes a lawyer. You make a shitload of money. And then where it comes from is sometimes it's family, like, oh, well, my father was a lawyer, so I'm a lawyer. Um, because that's the other thing with like with like if someone asks, oh, you know, how'd you get in the industry? Well, I went to school. I was moderately interested in nutrition. My school didn't have nutrition, so I did exercise science. And in order to do exercise science, I had to do an internship. So working with athletes was pretty cool. So I did another internship working with athletes. They hired me, and eventually I was able to buy the company with another person. So that's why I work in the industry I work in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah, I mean, I, th I think oh. ultimately, yes. Do I want these athletes to succeed? Yeah, I do. Like, I don't not want them to. And then it's like, you know, even at this point, you know, I mean, again, I'm 11 years. I don't even know what year it is. 12 years. I don't know, 12, 13 years kind of like into this. And it's like, okay, well, I'm fucking good at it. Like, so that's why I'm still here, I guess. But like people don't say this shit because on social media it doesn't make for good posts or you can't use it in your coaching platform or your motivational workshop. It doesn't work. You need to fucking try to like snake these people into something else. And it's like, no, unfortunately, it's like I know what I'm doing. I know I know what I'm doing. And I know that there's a ton of people that can benefit from the service that we provide. That's why I'm still doing it. Do I wake up every day being like, hmm. I wonder which 13-year-old that's going to ask me how my day's going 14 times. I wonder how I'm going to impress them. <laughs> or I wonder which kid that's going to come up to me and not believe that a language that's been established for hundreds of years, way before you know the United States was founded, I wonder if they're going to tell me that you know something like Italian isn't a language and the people of Italy speak English with an Italian accent. I wonder, you know what? I wonder how I'm going to help that person today. That's a true story, by the way. That, that happened. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How do you guys feel about like the people that just post motivational things but haven't actually done anything? Because I feel like there was oh, a I good just past them. There was a good span for me, probably of like three months, where I was posting like just motivational things, but I hadn't actually accomplished anything. I will. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think it's tough truthfully like it, it so it, it there's two there's kind of two answers here like the mm. quick answer like the knee-jerk answer is like is kind of full of shit right yeah but like the actual like thought of answer is it depends on what the goal is yeah. like if you're if you're just posting motivational shit because for whatever reason you think you know it might help someone you're and then this mm -hmm. is a real i've had so I obviously don't do it anymore. I, I don't post that much on social media anymore. But when I was in the fitness world, I would post a lot more. I've had people reach out to me that I didn't speak to. I I like people from weightlifting competitions that I might literally see like four times a year. And I posted this one thing one time about some, I forget what it was, but it was motivational. And this, this guy DM'd me and was like, Hey man, that's a great quote that you posted. Like, I really needed to see that. Like, thank you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, cool, man, anytime. Like, if you need anything, like, just let me know. And I didn't do it 
it was like, it was probably like, it was a cool fucking quote that I saw that I was like, oh, that's a cool quote. Let me just fucking put it on my Instagram story. You know what I mean? So I think it depends on the intent, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're, if you're doing it to look like a Gary V or a fucking Tony Robbins, like you want, you just want to do what they do. I think it's a little disingenuous, but like, Mm -hmm. if you see a cool quote and you just fucking repost it because you like it, like there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I think I'm, I would agree. It was like a, I don't know what the intent was. Convene. I don't even know how many years and months ago this was that I was hopped on just like motivation exclusive, you know. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but uh, I was gonna say yeah. I, I think if it's for the right reasons, like if it's just for like clout or something, or like you just want to be like Gary or Tony, something like that, then I mean, obviously it's just like you're just gonna burn out. Yeah. You know, I think that's it. That's what it comes down to. So I was just curious whether what what you guys' thoughts were on like something like that. I mean, I also don't find traditional motivational stuff motivational. Now I'm not a good representation of the general person. You know, <laughs> I'm a special kind of moron. But that's why, like, my social media approach, all I do is whatever I whatever I put out there is purely supposed to educate somewhat, somewhat, somehow. Now. It's not, I'm not, I'm not not sitting here like putting out PhD level information, but just to like the general person, hey, maybe this helps because that's the only thing that I find like I find motivating is stuff that like is educational in a way because it motivates me either to do something better or work on something or like whatever. And that can be as simple as someone who posts like a recipe video because it's educating me on how to make something. Now I'll go make it. So the quotes, the shit, like, I don't like, I don't, I just, I've never cared what Muhammad Ali had to say, like in (laughs) 1972, (laughs) like my parents weren't even married then. (laughs) Like, I'm sure what I listen, I'm sure what he said was great. I don't even think my parents were in high school yet in 1972. Mine were either. Uh, no, they were in middle school. Mine might have been in, but like, yeah, it's just like it's like some of the motivational stuff, and then it's like when people take things like way too serious. Like some dude wrote a poem about like barbells one time. I go, this is insane. <laughs> I go, this is the dumbest thing I've ever read. And some people are like, wow, it's like a really good perspective on like what a barbell really represents. I go, barbell represents 45 pounds and you can add to it. That's what it fucking represents. <laughs> and then you you lift it in certain different ways. Yeah. It's not a it's not a bigger meaning for life. It's a implement to lift weights. That's what it is. Now, again, I'm a little bit more literal person. Maybe someone reads that and goes, well, that's a really interesting thing. I'm like going to like think now and – my day just got better because I did a thought exercise. I don't know. Like, <laughs> well, I'm I think very, it just a very I, literal person. <laughs> I think something like that just comes down to like how like you were shaped to be in a sense, like someone that maybe was, and let's put like an extreme example, like someone that was ready to commit suicide and then they found the gym, they gained confidence and now they're living their life however they want to do it something like that barbell poem might really resonate with them but for you it just means 
45 pounds, you know? Yeah. So I think it just depends and on like whoever first... wrote this is writing a poem for no reason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also like, what are we in sixth grade English class? What the fuck are you doing? Writing a poem. I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know it how was you insane. would write a, it. Was insane, a, a poem about it. I mean, I'm just trying to play both yeah. sides. Yeah. You know, I don't think I'm supporting what's, the barbell what's, poem. What's this poem called? It's called <laughs> The Iron. Yeah. <laughs> the Iron will never lie to you. <laughs> like, <laughs> but you're right. It's like, again, like, you know, certain people find certain things in everything. And, you know, I could never relate to someone who tried to commit suicide and whatever they found from then i can never relate to that because it's not me i've never been in that like that's and again you and you said it was an extreme example absolutely a very extreme example that i've never even set foot in so i can't tell that person it's like you know that kind of dragged me out of a tough time or reminds me of something that dragged me out of a tough time i can't say it. I'm like no it's stupid it's a poem about a barbell you can't say that <laughs> It wouldn't. I'd just like, yeah, that's you. But um, that's why, like, like for me with like the motivational stuff, it'll never be motivational. It'll always kind of be like educational in a way, because that's that's like I I feel like the like the best way that I can help someone long term is education. Again, if you want to use a stupid analogy, it's like the teach man to fish. That would be more like my thought because. I think you can give people all the hope or positive positive vibes or whatever through like quotes or analogies or whatever you want to do. Or putting those words in their house. Yeah. <laughs> live, live, love, laugh. <laughs> That's my but, favorite one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But unless, unless you can help them to act, you haven't actually done anything. And I only, and I see that as educational. Again, that's me. You can, you can do, trust me, there'll be someone who can do it otherwise. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's why like the traditional motivational stuff, I'm just like, yeah, no. Well, are you trying to grow like your social media or just like you just put whatever out there and whatever sticks, sticks and whatever doesn't, doesn't. So for right now, I'm in a little bit of a spot where I just, I stay consistent and that's all I'm doing. Because I have no real calls to action. I have no real um, end goal because I'm actually pretty shitty with online training, which is the easiest thing that I would be able to move. Um, I'm not great at it. I don't love it. But I just keep the social media thing going just because if I stay consistent, then I can always uh, pivot because if I disappear for a year, and then I try to come back. It's like, wait, where were you? And what happened? So um, I don't exactly know with like some of the social media stuff what I want to actually accomplish from it. But um, so to this point, I just stay con- I just stay consistent and everything that I post is supposed to be somewhat educational, whether that's major or minor. Okay. Just curious. Yeah, kind of like this podcast. Like we just kind of do it, you know, comes out twice a week. Um, I enjoy doing it. Like it's fun. You know, we we get together for whether it's just the two of us or whoever else we have on for, you know, an hour, hour and a half, whatever we're doing, shooting the shit. Um, It's fun. I mean, I think when we first started it, we kind of had that like, 
wide-eyed starry view of you know someday we might be able to like do this full time and like turn it into like a thing and Mm -hmm. you know after a while it's like okay then you start to learn like the statistics like i'm a i'm a stats guy like i I like numbers and shit like that and it's like Mm -hmm. the statistical probability of that happening now in 2023 isn't great because i think there's seven million podcasts or something like that like that just exists that like there's seven million like rss feeds right that that a podcast exists so you know it's not like 2010 where there was probably maybe maybe a couple hundred thousand if not less than that so your odds are a lot better and now especially again people are starting to figure out that podcasts are the preferred method of media kind of in a way. So now everyone's doing it. So now it used to be like guys like us, right? In 2011, we would start a podcast and we do it for long enough. And then we kind of catch the wave at the right time and then become super famous. Well, now in 2023, when you're starting a podcast, you have to run it up against Dak Shepard and fucking whoever, Dane Cook, like you name it, right? Like every famous person has a podcast. Like Bill Maher just started his own podcast. He's been doing news on HBO for probably 30 fucking years, but now he has a podcast too on top of it. So it's like, how are we going to compete with Bill Maher, right? Like he's he's literally been on TV for 30 years. So it's, it's, it's a weird dynamic. And we, I mean, I kind of don't still look at it like someday this will be my full-time job. I look at it like it's fun to do and I enjoy it, right? Like mm-hmm. it's a good time. It's, it's you know, we get we get 60 to 90 minutes to kind of be silly geese, right? <laughs> you know, just, just say some dumb shit and, uh, you know, kind of go on with it from there. Yeah. I think I'm in like a similar boat, but I still have like the aspirations of, hey, you know what? Maybe this could be full-time. I don't even know if I want to make it like a full-time thing, but I enjoy doing it so much that I'm like, if it turned into a full-time thing, I would run with it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Like if, if the opportunity is going to knock, then you open the door. Um, But it's, it's one of those that like, you know, the way I look at it is like, we kind of have to like luck into it. Right. Like if we had the right guest on or, you know, we ask someone and they're, they happen to work for a bigger media company and they're like, Oh, I like what you do. And then, you know, like for a while we have, we had a guy on our show, Ian McMillan. Uh, he's been on a few times. He works in like the sports betting industry. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not a professional sports better, but he's, he's a journalist, basically a writer, editor um, that works he's a, for he's a, a company. He's a writer and writer and content creator. Yeah. So it's like, you know, maybe not him necessarily, but someone like him, you know, we have them on the podcast. We talk a little bit. We talk shop. We talk sports. We talk betting, whatever. And maybe they're like, you know, I like what you do. Like, you know, if you're ever interested in, you know, coming on my show or, you know, you want to write an article for the company that I work for, things like that. And then you kind of like weasel your way in. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I don't look at it anymore as like, a, I need to turn this into my full-time job where like, that's kind of how I looked at it at the beginning. And if you go, and I've said this before, like if you go back and you listen to like the very, very early episodes, like the first like 50 episodes, it, 
but it's it's not awesome, right? Well, one, it's mm-hmm. not awesome because you're just learning how to do it. Yeah. Um, but a lot of it is forced. Like I kind of went into it, me personally, I, I won't speak for Bob, but I went into it like you gotta you gotta have the the hyperbole like you got to go in and say the outlandish things and Mm. some of the podcasts i was listening to at that time that's what they did so i tried to like almost play a character and like be like them and say like really fucked up shit (laughs) like if you go back and listen to it you're like wow dude like that's it's kind of fucked up, but like, but the only, but the only problem is I wasn't in on that. So I'm sitting there calling him out on everything he has to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it, it was, it's a lot, it's definitely a lot more genuine now. Right. And you change too. Like I said, we've been doing this for over four years. So I was, um, fuck, I'm going to be 31. So I was 27, like 26 or 27. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I mean, I, some people might be like, oh, that's not that long. But I can tell you, having lived through it, um, if, you, if you're if you over 30, you understand there's a big difference between being 26 and being 30. Yeah, like the hangovers are a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the hangovers are way worse. But I, I think especially for guys, right? Because you like for, there's a biological thing to it, right? Like obviously everyone talks about like men's brains don't finish forming until later than women and the whole mm. thing, whatever, yada, yada, yada. We don't have to get into that. But I think there's a real thing there. Like I was a totally different person at 25, 26 than I am now. Yeah. Um, a little bit more wild, right? Like a little bit more like reckless. And then that came into the podcast and it came into the early episodes and I think if I went back and listened to them now, I don't necessarily know. I don't, I don't want to say I'd be embarrassed, but I'd be like, wow, what a fucking cocksucker. You know what I mean? Like I'd, I'd be like, why would anyone want to listen to me? Yeah, <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think with mine, the way that they're like forced sometimes is just like the guests. Like if the, how should I word this? So that I don't just put blame on someone else. Like if I don't have a guest that I really click with, Mm-hmm. I will put it out anyways. Yeah. You know, and I like think that's good. I think it's good, especially what for what you're trying to do is like post something that, that you're not super comfortable with. Yeah. Like then your people get to know you a little bit more too and kind of realize like, oh, that's kind of a weird vibe. And then, you know, maybe yeah. they go from they take it and do whatever with it. But because I mean, I posted a couple where I've been like, I didn't love this one. Like this one wasn't fun for me. Like this one felt forced. Um, but then like I'll have a couple of people reach out to me and be like, I liked this one. And I was like, Really? Yeah. I hated this one. Yeah. Like this one was awful. Yeah. <laughs> like, have you listened yeah. to the other ones? Yeah, it was like pulling like, yeah, fucking like, teeth. Was okay. Yeah. Like yeah. sometimes like you just get a guest and they're just like not super talkative or like they're a little nervous, something like that. And like then you're just like, All right, how do I carry this conversation? Like and and it just feels like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to hate this, you yeah. know, and it's like 30 minutes and I'm like, yeah. all right, I'm going to wrap this up now, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we've never really been guest heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, the guests, mo- I would say 99 percent of the guests that we've had on are our friends. Right. Like we've yeah. had some sort of relationship with them. Um, very few we've probably had on where we have like never actually met the person. Yeah. That's like all of mine. 
That's yeah. every single one of mine, basically. Like the first 10 to 15 were all people I knew, I think. And then from there, just like the way that I started to network, I would, I mean, I would either cold DM people and just be like, hey, not sure if you're really into this kind of thing, but you want to come be a guest on my podcast? And a lot of them will say yes, or I shouldn't even say a lot of them, some of them. Some of them won't even read it, you know? Um, (laughs) Or like people read it and then just not even answer. And I'm like, yeah, well, what can you do? Um, But uh, yeah, it's a weird dynamic when you have like a guest versus just like something like this, you know? Because like, I just want to see every single person's, and not every single person, but like as many different perspectives as as I can see that's what's like fun for me about it you know so that's what i try to do is just i don't even because i don't really uh like prep for them either i just do something similar to this where we just kind of wing it and however they just kind of like start with their story or backgrounds then i just go from there and then just become interested in them and that's how i do it yeah i think that's that sounds relatively similar to how Spencer runs reality tonic. Um, I think he does do a little bit more background work cause he comes up with some crazy, crazy guests. Um, okay. he's had, uh, an Elvis impersonator. He's had, a uh, an animal medium. So his whole thing too, with like wow. the show being reality tonic, yeah. he wants to learn other people's reality. Interesting. Right? So he he talks to some some crazy people. He had a uh um shit, I don't even know what you would call I guess you would call him a rock star. Um, the lead singer from I Bleed Mercury, who uh purported himself to be a vampire. Okay. Um he's had Daniel Dahmer. Daniel Dahmer, uh this like horrorcore rapper who his whole shtick was that he was Jeffrey Dahmer's nephew. And really? like would would rap about like insanely fucked up things. Um yeah, he finds some some pretty wild guests. Huh. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. He told me recently yeah. um he was trying to get Stormy Daniels on his show. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if it's gonna work, but um, you know, hey, you gotta shoot your shot too, right? Like when we first um when we first had Ian on the show, um it was literally like I was super nervous. Like I sent him a DM on Twitter and was like, Hey man, like kind of what you were saying, like I don't know if you'd be interested or not, but like if you wanted to come on our show, like let me know. And at that time he was still living in Canada and he was like in a different time zone. So it was like, let me know. Like we usually do like this time, Eastern time, but like whatever works for you, like, like send him this like big, long message. And he responded with like, yeah, man, no problem. Just let me know when. And I was like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny how many, it's funny how too many words you can send sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I do that. I'll send this big, huge paragraph and then someone will just send. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, all right, shit. Well, and then I just got to be like, what's your email? Uh, when, when are you flexible? Like send me a couple days that you're available, all these things. And they're like this day, this is my email. And I'm like, all right, that's it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I will, I I will say that does, although it does seem direct, you can appreciate streamlining the process because it's like, 
since you're flexible with these people, it's like, hey, say you could do what, what, whenever, like literally yeah. whenever. And they're like, well, I can literally do whenever too. It's like, oh shit. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. what about this time? Oh, actually my bad. I gotta go pick up my kid at that time. It's like, <laughs> okay. So you weren't flexible whenever. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I like that. Have Which other podcasts do you guys listen to? Like, which are you guys listening to? Uh, like daily because i have like three or four that i normally listen to daily um, for the most part i jump around right so i would i, I would I, I mean i would put rogan in there right but but mm -hmm. he's he doesn't do a daily podcast and he also sometimes has guests that like don't interest me so yeah. like sometimes i'll go two or three weeks without you know listening to an episode um the same. but i mean I, I I will put them on the list, right? And then, uh, you know, during football season, I listen to like the fantasy footballers podcast. But like, me now, too. I don't, I don't I don't listen to them now. <laughs> I um, still listen to them. <laughs> I love I love fantasy football. Yeah, they're 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 pretty good. They would be yeah. fun guys to talk to. Yeah, um, but I they're so. they're one of those that are like so big now, and they yeah, they huge. only do in person in Arizona. Yeah. And it's like, well, find a lower level person. They can try to convince me why I should go back to fantasy football, even though I'm three <laughs> years clean. <laughs> I um, hated my, my league this year. Like, um, the, we did a dynasty startup. So my team was clearly superior. Okay. I was <laughs> 11 and 0 at one point and I wow. finished the year like 11 and two or something. However many weeks I had like two losses. Yeah. Um, I ended up making it to the championship. We did a two week championship uh, and yeah, I know I gross. hate that, but I was up by like 30 and then my team just shit the bed the next week. I had like Derek Henry who didn't even yeah, play. Was it, was it week the, 17, 18 championship? It was 16 to 17. Oh, okay. 16. So 17. seven, so 17, I didn't even get to play Derek Henry. Yeah. And then the guy I was playing against had Josh Allen when he played the Bengals with the Hamlin injury. Oh yeah. And I was up by 14 going into that night. So Allen needed 15 points. And like, I had listened to a bunch of different people, asked people at work, like what we should do, what sh we, we should do. And I was like, all right, either I win or we split it. And that was, those were my two like reasonable uh, yeah. ways to do it and he was like no I think I should get Josh Allen's points from next week when he plays New England and I was like no no um, yeah that's not, not how that works absolutely not and then the league voted and everyone voted against me and so he took Allen's points from week 18 and he won oh yeah no I would not be playing in that league yeah again. You got yeah, I'm right. I'm right to be done with this yeah, league. Be, like I'd be out of that league. I was like, this is this yeah. is a little ridiculous. Yeah, because the the same well, not the same thing, but a similar thing happened to me. I was in the championship um game against Nick, friend of the show. Shout out to Nick. Um Nick. and uh we just we ended up just splitting it. Yeah. He still claims that he won the championship, even though I told him it's like UCF claiming the national title. Um <laughs> But because he was winning going into the the night, and I had Joe Burrow, yep. Um, and I, he had Jamar Chase, but it was close enough that you yeah. know I could have I could have won. 
Uh, and so, like I said, he, he claims his UCF national championship, but we did, we ended up splitting the pot. Yeah. It's that's what, that's what we should have done. And everyone vote against me. I was like, I would rather just split it or keep it. And he was like, um, it came down to like the two of us, but he was trying to make me feel bad about it. And I was like, fine, just whatever the league votes then, you know, and I'm figuring yeah. everyone's just going to vote with me and everyone voted with him. And I was like, Oh, yeah, okay. That, that's a little insane to me that the league would. Okay. Giving points for a game that, or using points in a separate game. Yes. Yeah. For that game. Right. Cause my, my whole like um argument was Derek Henry didn't play this week. And he was active and right. Josh Allen didn't play and he was active. That's it. Right. Right. You know, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. So did you listen to the episode with Rogan, the, the Bert, Bert something? It was all about the COVID vaccine. Um, I feel like you I almost like posted it um, on, on like oh. your Instagram story or something. Yeah, um, you're not talking about Brett, cool. Brett Weinstein, are you? Or Weinstein? Oh, it is Brett. Yeah, it is Brett Weinstein. Yeah, Brett Weinstein. Brett Weinstein. Yeah, not yeah, Brett. That that was a good one. Um, I did listen to that one. Uh, I've talked about Brett Weinstein before on on our show. He's the evolutionary biologist. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's good. And have you guys there talked was about? One... Let me see if I can find it. Peter Zion. That's the one that I posted on. Oh, okay. Um, on my personal social media, um, that I said what was everyone, that about? everyone needs to look at it. He's a. Yeah. I'll just read his his description. Uh, he's a geopolitical strategist, speaker, and author. His latest book, "The End of the World," is just beginning, mapping the collapse of globalization. Um, so mm-hmm. he talked about like global politics and where the world is headed in the next like forty to fifty years. Oh, and which okay. which countries are positioned to basically fail, um, and which ones are going to weather the storm? He talks about like a global economic collapse hmm. and and things like that. Super super fucking interesting. Um, I sent it to our buddy Jones, who's been on the show a bunch, and uh, he loved it too. He he's he's into the the politics world and things like that. Yeah, um, it's fascinating stuff. You know, I I I think I went on a fucking diatribe about it probably for like 25 minutes on the on our podcast just kind of rant, ranting and raving about it but um do you yeah, think I, trump I do you it. think trump is going to run again in 24 yeah i think he already announced didn't he yeah i don't know but it's down to like um trump or DeSantis for the most part right for like the republican party so we have a uh we have a hope from the show, so the both of us, we are really hoping for the following scenario to happen, <laughs> and it's Trump runs as an independent, yep. DeSantis okay. runs as a Republican, and Biden runs as the Democrat, and none of them get to two hundred and seventy votes, so they have to. The House of Representatives has to vote for president. <laughs> so yeah. we root for chaos around here. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, we laid that scenario out in one of our episodes. Oh, it's, wow. it's, it's a it's a legitimate thing. It, it is possible. Happen. It huh. is possible. If whoever is running for president doesn't, 
I forget whether it's 270 or 278, whatever it is. If whatever the number, if is, all of the, the people that are that are running for president and none of them hit the threshold of the 270 electoral votes, then the vote then goes to the House of Representatives and they vote for who the president's going to be. Ugh. Yeah. Who do you think would Who do you think would win if that was the case? Did well, you guys go over that? Three months ago, when we talked about the scenario, I said DeSantis, but there's been it. It took them fucking two weeks to to swear in uh, McCarthy as the Speaker of the House because there's like eleven people on the Republican side that mm-hmm. will only vote for Trump no matter what. So, um, well, DeSantis, I guess, is still like in him. The... If it goes to a simple majority, like if. If it's a simple majority vote in the House, then I think DeSantis would still win anyway. But you would just, like I said, you'd have those 11 idiots that just vote for Trump. Yeah. Well, what I've heard, like, and what I've listened to, not just heard, but like DeSantis is just like the safe guy is what I've heard. Like, that's how he's represented to me. He's, I mean, I don't get super, super deep into politics but Mm -hmm. i do i do follow them because we talk about it on the show occasionally um but from everything you see and and everything you hear about him like how can you not like the guy yeah he seems like the right guy but i think that with how crazy the left side is i think that even if he's put in there things won't change as like much as they could if Trump was back in. Yeah. That's how I kind of view it. I look at it and I've said this before. I'm all set with the fucking the clown show, right? Like um Trump can can fuck off. Biden can, you know, just go to sleep forever at this point because he's yeah, neither ready. of them are good. He's like... ready to like can we just go back to having like real people be president now? Like, you know what I mean? Like I said, like the clown, I'm, I'm good with the clown show. Yeah. Like we, we did it. We spent eight years kind of like flailing and flipping out. It's like, I don't, I don't care if it's a Bill Clinton or a George Bush or a Barack Obama or fucking Richard Nixon. Like, I don't care who it is, but like, I just want one of those guys. Like I'm, I'm sick of the, the dog and pony show like this, this guy said this today. Can you believe that, you know, Biden never comes out of the basement and it's like, well, Trump wouldn't deny this. So that means he's a racist. And it's like, I'm, I'm good with all that. Like I, Bob says this all the time. And I know it's a little different now because we do have the podcast and we do talk about it, but like when I know things about politicians that like, I shouldn't know it's, fucking aggravating Mm. because like why do i know i shouldn't care about politics right like like why do i know and i think bob has said this before too like why do i know who the fucking governor of fucking colorado or or california like why do i i should not know the governor of california right like (laughs) i i like it's pointless right like that's when politics gets wacky and it gets too much like we live in massachusetts like i i don't give a shit who the fucking representative from the fifth district of Colorado is right. Like yeah. that crazy bitch, Lauren Boebert, like she goes, she loses her, your shit over Trump all the time. Like I shouldn't know who she is. Like I shouldn't know who these people are, but I do. And it's annoying. <laughs> well, I think like it's just going to be the Trump Biden show again next year, just because of 
even just like television and news like they need to keep yeah they need whoever's it. still watching entertained right you know so that's why i think it'll still be one of the two of them it's like when wwe was trotting out triple h and Shawn michaels over and over even though both <laughs> of them were like way past their prime yeah <laughs> or it's like somehow rick flair still gets matches and goldberg's rumored <laughs> to be coming back it's like oh my god yeah yeah it's just it's it is weird, right? Because that I forget, I forget what podcast I was listening to recently. There's so many, but they were they. This guy was talking about being on um, Fox News. Oh, it was Louis C.K. Louis C.K. was talking to mm-hmm. Rogan about when he was on. He was at the Fox News headquarters for something, whatever. I forget the the story at this point, but. He was talking about like being there and all of the different people that were like arguing with each other while the president was giving his speech, whatever, whatever speech it was, the president was on TV and everyone was taught, was like talking over each other, trying to like have their opinions be heard. And he said, the second the president stopped talking they cut to who it like bill o'reilly like whoever it was on fox at the time and he goes yeah and see this is why this is the problem because the president said this and louis ck who was there and saw everything happen beforehand literally told rogan like they didn't listen to the speech because i he goes i was there in the space with them and for the five minutes leading up to when he got put on air they were just arguing with each other over what they were going to say. So they didn't actually listen to any of the speech, but then speech is over cut to Bill O'Reilly and he just has talking points that he's saying. And it's like, he kind of pulled the curtain back a little bit on of all people, Louis fucking CK. Right. Um, But he's like, they don't, they don't pay attention to any of this. Like they just, they go up and they, they basically read off of a fucking cue card, like Ron Burgundy. If you put it on the teleprompter, he will read it. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, San Diego. <laughs> so I, I thought that was interesting. And I think it says a lot about the media. Like you said before, like they need they need that Trump-Biden thing. They need Trump. Yeah. Basically. Like CNN, MSNBC, like they need him because they need a they need someone to to make people villain. scared of. Yeah. They need a villain. Yeah. Yeah. And DeSantis is just too good to be a villain. He's just too safe of a play, you know? Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. I mean, they'll try. They'll definitely try with everyone. They tried with Rogan. They tried to make Joe Rogan fucking uh, the bad guy. Yeah. How'd that work out? Yeah. uh, Their their shows suck and his show is more popular than ever. Well, CNN literally like fired half of their staff. Like they reassigned Don Lemon from primetime to like... 8 a.m. in the morning they gave him a morning show like they they fucking they just they suck cnn's awful (laughs) i think i think i was listening to like a pat bed david and they were talking about um rogan and how like the media will try to give rogan a bunch of different like labels but none of them ever stick and he's one of the few guys that like they just can't bring down right no matter what. Well, the thing with Rogan too is 
with his long form podcast, right? So like every podcast being two, three hours, and he's been doing it since 2009 is when he started it. So he's been doing it for 14 years. Yeah. So, you know, we talk, we joke about all the time, you know, we have, we're approaching 450 episodes, which means there's probably about 500 hours of audio of just the two of us talking, but like with, with, almost 1500 episodes, there's like over 3000 hours of Joe Rogan on the internet. So if you've been listening to him for long enough, like, you know him, right? Like the people that listen to Joe Rogan know who he is. So anyone that's trying to like take him down and, and he has the, the one side of it is the people that listen to him know exactly who he is because of all the time they spend listening to him. And then the other side of that is there's so many people that actually listen to him that you can't take him down. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not like he's got a thousand followers that know him really well. He's got like tens of millions of people that literally feel like they know who he is. Like I feel I've been listening to Rogan for years. Like I feel like I know him. Yeah. But like if I walked by him on the street, I, I can't just be like, hey, man, like, I know, you know, you, we've never met, but like, I I know you. Yeah. You know, like, it's a very, it's a very weird dynamic. Yeah. I don't know how to think about like a dynamic like that, because there's with social media now, there's so many people that like, you kind of feel like, you know, and social media we, is tricky, we, though. Like I said before, like the, the posting all the good stuff on Instagram yeah. and stuff like that, like. You might think you know someone, but I think that's why people like podcasts so much is because yeah. you actually get to, there's no hiding. There's no hiding no. on a, on a podcast for, you know, an hour plus. Yeah. You can't really fake it. Right. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll you tell know? you right now. So one of the podcasts I listen to chasing scratch, they do, it's, it's all golf stuff. And like, if I went to their, one of their events and I like just got paired with one or both of them, I feel like I'd be right ready to like um relate to them and probably start making fun of them like right off the bat. And that's because it's like, you know, they've done so many hours of content. Like I like it like I like I know their sense of humor. It's been fucking six years of it. Yeah. Right. Right. So it's like that it's, idea. Yeah. It's same thing with like if I was to go and fancy football or something like that. If I went and just like hung out with them for like the day, like they're not, they're not going to know me, but like, I'm like, I might make fun of them a little bit about something like, oh, well, you didn't win the championship this year, blah, 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 like something or something that yeah, relates to be the like, show. Hey, Andy, that remember done. that time your voice cracked? <laughs> yeah. Something, <laughs> yeah. You know, something like that. So yeah. yeah How do you weird... actually feel about Sammy Watkins? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So it's, it is, it is weird. It's a, it's a interesting dynamic, right? And I'm sure there's people that have been listening to our show for long enough that we may have never actually met, or we might've had some like limited interactions with over the years Mm -hmm. that now they're like, they know us, like they, they know us and we don't really know them. Yeah. It's weird to think about. Like, um, I, I remember one of the first episodes that I did, I think it was the third one. Um, the guy that I had on, he was, I don't know if you knew him from Bridgewater, Vincent. Um, 
I don't even know his last name. He uh super pale. Um he was really he was in great shape. He was a bodybuilder. He had like the blonde hair. He would come in in like a Superman shirt or something like that. Oh yeah. I think super I... nice guy though. Super yeah. nice guy. Uh I think looks I remember like, that kid. Yeah. Um at first you might think he's like a bit of like a, a tool bag, but he's actually the nicest guy like I've ever met. Like one of those guys. Yeah. And um I had him on and he ended up getting a client the next day after the podcast dropped from like Germany. Wow. And yeah, it was so, so out of the blue. He, he texted me immediately and he was like, Hey, just so you know, I just got a new uh, client because some guy in Germany, like listened to your podcast and liked <laughs> me, you yeah. know? And I was like, well, we'll never meet that guy, but like, that's cool. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. So like stuff like that, you never know who's listening. You don't, you don't, you know, we've got people that listen to us in Italy, which yeah. apparently they don't speak well, Italian. Yeah, they yeah but that's because probably because they can understand the English we speak. Yeah. Uh, Cause they speak the same language just with an accent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, there's people, we used to get more, some more international stuff, which I'm not sure if it was actually there or if it was like someone on a VPN or something like okay. that. But um you know, we have, we still get some international stuff, but we're still, we're mostly US. I mean, I would say 75 to 80% of, of people that listen to us live in Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, just because that's where we are. It's where we're based. You know, there's yeah. a few people in Connecticut, New Hampshire, uh, New York, Virginia. And then we get some scattered from like, you know, sometimes it goes, it changes. Like we go through ebbs and flows. We get some people in California, Texas, Alabama was big for a little bit for us. Okay. Um, so yeah, like I said, it goes in ebbs and flows. Yeah. I try not to look at the analytics anymore. Um, I don't look at them as much as I used to. Yeah. It's, I used to check them daily. Same. I'm like, did anyone download it? Did anyone watch? Did anyone listen? Yeah. You know, and yeah. you don't even know how long they're listening or anything like that. Right. Right. You know, so yeah, we in everything fluctuates. Like when we first started, like we would get, um, you know, most of our, our views and listens would come from audio only. Right. So we would okay. average somewhere between 40 and 60 downloads per, per podcast on audio yeah. version. But mm -hmm. now, you know, now we're probably only in like the 20 to 30 range. Mm -hmm. in the audios but we, now we have 70 subscribers on youtube and like people watch the people watch the show on youtube huh. so it's it's weird how things change like it's still this yeah. roughly the same amount of people it's like yeah. depending on the time of year it's we could have anywhere from 30 to 120 total views between you know video and audio yeah um but you know, it's, it's, it's weird. It's weird how it, how it kind of changes over time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand it. So I don't whatever, know as long as the numbers keep going up for the most part, I guess, but yeah, you know, at least in that direction, but yeah. How are we feeling? Fairly good. You, uh, yeah. you want to, you want to start wrapping things up? I don't know. I think I could be good to wrap things up for the most part. I think uh, I think Bob uh, might have had to go take a piss. So if okay. you're if you're watching on YouTube, uh, you see he turned his camera off. 
Um, but we'll, we'll give them a, we'll give them a couple minutes. So for, uh, for all of your listeners, um, what we do, uh, here at sarcasm speaks is, you know, when we wrap up the show, we do some final thoughts. Okay. Uh, so it could be literally anything. I mean, I know you've been on before, but Mm -hmm. could literally be anything you want to talk about could be totally out of left field, just whatever kind of closing final thoughts you have, whatever burning desire, maybe, uh, you know, something that really pissed you off while you were sitting in traffic, whatever, whatever uh, you want. Not really. I guess the only thing that I'm curious that we didn't get to is like Super Bowl picks. I'm curious to see who who you guys have from the beginning in my bracket. I had the bills to win it all. And that's where I was at. I just figured DeMar Hamlin injury. They're going to have something to play for. They'll win. That was my thought process. Yeah. Um, so I but, had Cincinnati beating San Francisco. Okay. From the beginning. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. I had the bills beating San Francisco. I don't understand San Francisco as a team. That's why, because so I want, I wanted every, every being in my body wanted to have the Eagles be there. Yeah, but I was like, that's the reason why I didn't. Which I mean, not like I have like I didn't bet on the Super Bowl matchup, mm-hmm. so it's not like I'm going to lose any money on it. Yeah, but I, I, everything in me was telling me Cincinnati and Philly, but I was like, there's something weird about San Francisco, so I put them, I put them in it, and I had Cincinnati beating San Francisco. Okay. Hmm. I just need to. Uh... Gather one piece of info so I can answer the question because <laughs> now don't get me wrong. I'm no professional. I'm no high roller. I do like to bet on sports. So most of my thoughts are related around that and I use a lot of it to figure it out. Um, it's going to be quite interesting when Pat Mahomes on one leg beat Cincinnati this weekend. <laughs> And they probably go on to win it all again, still on one leg against Philly. So chalk just using like a random number generator. Nope. To like do this. No. Uh, So this is so with so. When I'm when I'm thinking about what's going to go on with games, I I use I like to use the gambling lines because I I see a lot of them, I use a lot of them, whatever. So the spread opened, Chiefs favored by two and a half, and it immediately got buried down to a pick, and then at one point yesterday it got as high as plus two and a half for Kansas City. Now I also crowdsource. I go to every single person that walks through the gym. Oh, who do we like? Who do we like? Nobody thinks Kansas City can win this game because Mahomes is hurt. So then I go online, I see where the public's betting, and they are just absolutely crushing Cincinnati right now. So um, that's what I was looking up. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, the public likes Philly. I think I like Philly only because... We're getting down to like nut crunching time. 
I don't know if I trust Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy in a tight game coming down the stretch. Ultimately, yeah. that's all I've got. So I think San Francisco's the better defense. I think they're the better run game. I think the run game is an advantage against the Philly defense. I could be wrong. Yep. Do they, how's that rate, rate out, Mellow? Are they like 10-ish well, Philly? Uh, so at one point, Philly had the worst run defense in the league. Um, they've they've gotten a little bit better. Um, they signed Indomitian Sue and some of their guys got healthy. Like Jordan Davis came back because he right. was injured for a little bit. So it's better. Um, but, you know, at the middle of the season, Philly literally had the worst rushing defense in the league. So, so it, it's it, better, but it's not great. Yeah. I just don't it's know if Kyle Shanahan's a choke or not because he's choked with Garoppolo. So Garoppolo could be a choke. Yep. Um, he Matt choked Ryan's definitely a choke. Yeah. So I don't know if it's Kyle Shanahan or if it's the two quarterbacks that have yeah. choked under his tutelage. So I'll just go Philly, which which means I'm going chalky. It's one one versus one. Okay. Just curious. Yeah. yeah. You got one one out of four chance. Yeah. I mean, I I mostly just think that Joe Burrow is that fucking guy. Like he's. I think he's the closest thing we're gonna see to Tom Brady. I'm not going to okay. sit here and tell you that he's going to have a, a career just like him, like all the talking heads on TV. Yeah. But I mean, the guy's fucking cool as a cucumber, no matter what, like yeah. it doesn't matter. Like the only other person I've ever seen be like that is Brady. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter how much they're down. It doesn't matter what the situation is. He goes and sits on that sideline and waits for the offense to come back out. And he just fucking delivers. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, it it didn't quite work out his way last year. I mean, it came down basically to one play, but yeah. you know, it, if he if he has a, a phenomenal career, he might need to leave Cincinnati, just because I think that's like a poverty franchise. But okay. uh, he has the potential to be the closest thing to Brady that I think we'll see. Um, as far as like acumen and winning and not being like, obviously Pat Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league, right? Yeah. He's the most talented. He can make the most throws. Like he, I don't think there's any arguing that Pat Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league, but like there's just something about Burrow, right? Like, like back in the day, you could say Peyton Manning was the best quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. He was, he had all of his numbers were consistently always better than Brady but there was just something about Brady and he would just fucking win. So yeah. I think, I think Burrow kind of has that, that same thing, whatever it is, he's got it. Okay. So, yeah, I agree. What are you guys uh, closing thoughts here? Yeah, Bob, you got a final thought. <clears throat> I do have a final thought. Um, so Massachusetts is wrapping up some of the sports betting stuff. So today they were voting on, Events, games, types of wagers, they were handling all that stuff. So the details, they're not that important. Like it's look, it's some stuff like you can't bet on or, or they're going to review Olympic sports where judging is involved and high lie. It's like, like the stuff they're still going to look up. I'm like, this is amazing because these people don't even understand how sports betting works yet. They're going to make a informed decision on high lie gambling. Like <laughs> just don't see that one. 
Um, but I will say, MGC, the Mass Gaming Commission, thank God for them because they made something that's so important to global responsibility. In Massachusetts, you will not be able to bet on an event taking place in Russia or Belarus because of their invasion of the Ukraine. So Massachusetts just figured out the 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 invasion of Ukraine. No yeah, more betting thanks. on no more betting on sports in in Russia or Belarus. Yeah, thanks. Thank thank God for the Mass Gaming Commission. Like single-handedly they just solved all foreign, foreign policy. In, <laughs> inflation's probably going to go down now. The gas is going to come down cuz Putin can't be hiking the grass up. They did it. Yep. Fucking all thanks to clown show. Yeah. <laughs> These like, are the talk, same talk, about a, that... talk about talk about a, a decision that they could have made that is only selfish and purely ceremonial. What fucking events in Belarus am I going to bet on? Unless the pandemic comes back, in which case I was betting on uh, like Belarusian soccer, I think. <laughs> um, but like outside of that one unique situation. This was like one thing where it's like, you know what? We're going to stick it to Russia. We're not going to bet on their sporting events. No, you didn't stick anything to Russia because bets placed in Massachusetts have nothing to do with Russia. Right. The money comes here. Any, they don't get any of the money. And especially when we're just betting on random Boruses, the state would probably end up winning. <laughs> like, Or the books would win and then the state wins. Yeah. Fucking useless. But yeah, they these hey, are the, they, the same Thank God for that, the MGC. Uh, that that were concerned about the the well-being of young 20-year-olds and their influence on gambling, on sports gambling. But they say nothing about a 22-year-old that can go sit at a bar and get shit-faced and lose hundreds of dollars on Kino. But, oh, yeah. Oh, it's way different. But sports betting is bad. Um, all right. So for, uh, for my final thought, it'll be relatively quick. Uh, get some, uh, unfortunate news here. If you are a fan of the show, Rick and Morty, uh, Justin Roiland, who was a co-creator and the voice of both Rick and Morty, uh, has been removed from the show. Uh, he got fired from Adult Swim, uh, because there are, I'll stick with allegations. They might be a little bit more at this point, but I'll say there's allegations of domestic violence uh, and repeated domestic violence. It's not just a single act. Um, so turns out uh, not the best guy. I think he's come out and been public before about he's had some substance abuse problems. Uh, but either way, he has been fired by Adult Swim and they're going to recast uh, the voices uh, for the show. So I think Dan Harmon is still going to stick around. He was the other co-creator. Um, I I personally love Rick and Morty. I think it's hilarious. I think it was a great show. Uh, Adult Swim re-upped them, I think, after the third season for like 100 episodes. Um, and they've only made one season since then, the fourth season. <laughs> um, so now they have like seven more fucking seasons. <laughs> on their contract uh, and they just fired the guy who's the voice of the two main characters. So um, I don't know. It'll be interesting <laughs> to see how it goes. 
like I'll give it a shot just because I love the show. Uh, but you know, again, some unfortunate news there if you're a, a fan of Rick and Morty. So interesting. I never saw it. I was never into like a animated type shows or anything like that. Um, yeah, it's it's good. It's like mindless TV, right? Okay. Like you just put it on and you just laugh and it's just funny and yeah. stupid. Okay. Yeah. So. Quite quite stupid. The yeah. uh IQ of the show is probably like single digits, one hand, <laughs> one hand, one hand counted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. Okay. So that is going to do it for us. Um, so I won't, uh, I won't bore everyone with our sponsors cause you know, they're not, they're not everyone's sponsors on this show, but I will say, uh, briefly that, uh, you can find us at sarcasm speaks, um, wherever you, you get podcasts, you can get us on YouTube. If you just search sarcasm speaks, you can find us over there. Um, you can get us on Instagram, uh, at sarcasm speaks pod, uh, on the Twitter world at sarcasm underscore speaks. We have a Facebook page at Sarcasm Speaks, the website sarcasmspeaks.com. Go to the merch store. You can buy literally anything with our logo on it from our merch store. It's hilarious. Um, so if you want to check that out, you can. Uh, that's that's fine too. Uh, but uh, Sean, where can everyone find you? Yeah, your- I want I want to do merch at some point. I would love it, like some nice uh, growth by Sean shirts and hats. But yeah, I'll send yet. you the link. We just use a okay. uh, we we use a third party vendor, and you just okay. upload you upload your logo, yeah, and they like pre populate it on everything. So like wow. someone can buy like a, a throw pillow with the sarcasm speaks logo. <laughs> That's right. Like whatever whatever That's this company wild. offers, yeah, whatever this huh. company offers to sell in their store, oh, they just wow. print your logo on it. Wow. Oh, that's one of our, one of our buddies bought coasters, so he's yep. got like. A set of sarcasm speaks coasters. Oh, that's sweet. Shit. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get something sarcasm speaks. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I do on uh, the for the podcast is just growth by Sean for like Apple, Spotify, all that kind of stuff. I don't usually say all this kind of stuff, so uh, this is good for me. But um, yeah, it's uncomfortable. It's- you gotta promote yourself. Yeah, I, I don't usually. I like sell me like on a, you. Well, I, I, I like pre-recorded like a. I probably did it fifty times. I pre-recorded like an intro thing. Oh yeah, that's just like, hey, how's it going? Like, welcome to the show. Blah blah blah. If you're listening on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, whatever, just give me a review. All that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, oh, back to yeah, Instagram is growth by Sean. Um, that's just kind of personal and podcast. And then I'm hopping back on Twitter. I don't even know what my Twitter name is. Uh, I was a beast <laughs> on Twitter in high school, but, um, it's, it might be rivers nation. Um, there might be an underscore in there, but I'm just posting random stuff. And then I think that's the only place. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. If you just type in growth by Sean somewhere, something will come up. Yeah. You'll find it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. All but right. yeah. Thanks for having me on. All right. Yeah. And uh, thank you. And uh, until next time. Bye. Bye.